welcome to the New Zealand, but mostly rugby and rugby league podcast. <laughs> this is your host, Mr. Number Nine. And this is the full. Thanks, everyone. Um, we There's a lot of things related to the ESL. The world of sports is in flux. So we are, while we're not going to go deeply into the results of rugby and rugby league, and so if you were looking forward to that, I'm really sorry. Yeah. We're going to talk a bit more about long things that have been taking effect, like cultural changes, especially the effect of COVID on yeah. the two codes and how you know, how it's progressing and how we think it could be changed and improved. Yeah, exactly. Like rugby in many ways is a rural sport in New Zealand. Like it's yeah, yeah. the sport in a lot of towns. In the town, in the rare town in New Zealand, which is a rugby league town, and you will know those towns. Yeah. When you go to them, they're, you know, they are, you know, they're the towns where people are watching their local league team when an All Blacks game is on. Like, yeah. Apart from those towns, like in the regions, it's rugby, and that's what that's where all our players come from. That's where all the uh, the support for uh, like the real grassroots support. Like they don't generate much money for the All Blacks, and that's why I think they get taken for granted a bit um, by New Zealand rugby, who play less and less games in the region. Yeah, but they do do provide that. They provide everything. Yeah, they supply everything else. They provide everything else, uh, like the big centers, Auckland, Christchurch, Wellington, Hamilton. Of course, they produce good players, and of course, they are places where rugby are popular. I'm not saying they're not popular there, yeah. um, but the flip side of it is a lot of these schools that get, you know, are basically recruiting players from all over the country in Auckland, Auckland Grammar, and all the other big schools. Yeah. And Quite frankly, Christchurch boys and Hamilton boys all do the same. They're like, we know who they are, and they they end up playing in the Auckland system, whatever. Uh, Doesn't mean they're from Auckland. That rugby skill and talent didn't come from Auckland. No, no. Um, And that is not to say Auckland, Hamilton, Christchurch, Wellington don't produce talent. As well, yeah. But the talent goes to those schools because those schools go and find that talent. Where, uh, but the you know in the regions, those a lot of these regions are only producing rugby talent. Other than yeah. those rugby league schools, they're yeah. only producing rugby talent and netball talent. You yeah, know, exactly. for girls and like yeah, people who can't play rugby play cricket. But that you know, I mean, it's a, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basketball is infiltrating the regions. Mm, mm. So New Zealand rugby are aware of this. They're not. It isn't happening in a vacuum. Like I initially thought, all the growth of basketball was happening in the urban areas. Wildly proven wrong. <laughs> where most of the growth from basketball in the last five years apparently has been in the regions. Well, well. Like places like Bay of Plenty, uh, Gisborne, in and in the South Island especially. Yeah. Yeah. So. While maybe as a spectator sport, basketball has been growing massively in Auckland more than more so yeah, yeah, yeah. than, but as a participation sport and like a talent generation sport, New Zealand and New Zealand's always had, I think, the potential for untapped good basketball talent. We, yeah. as a rule, are tall. <laughs> 
I have some tall one, tall people, yeah. There's a lot of tall people, like you know, the, like our ethnicities are you know Scandinavian and Polynesian yes. people, uh, like North European and Polynesian peoples, and you know. Yeah, there's some good mix in there to to, yeah. to generate some ice and some strength. Yeah. Yeah. So, and say so with with basketball, we've had some some good years as well. Like there's been yeah. crops of players pop up that have been really good. Um, and then doldrums in between and then could pop up again. But it has been getting more regular recently, which does show that you say that talent generation is happening. And in New Zealand, it has to happen throughout New Zealand, really. Uh, and there is a pathway to the NBA. The NBA actively yeah. scouts. Oh, big time. The US US colleges are even more active, I think, down here in New Zealand, yes. trying to, in the high school scene, looking to get basketball players into their system from here. So that's yes. that's big as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it is crazy when you think about it. That, and as you say, it has to be, come from a wider... It sort of, And it's not just America, because European basketball oh, yeah. do this as well. As well, yeah. It's, it's, and then a little bit with the... Australians as well. Like it's not like the Australian yeah. League doesn't have a bit of money to. Yeah, exactly. So this is why, like you know, basketball's just been growing because I think it has. It's there are more levels to being wealthier. Like Steve Adams is wealthier than any rugby player in yeah. New I, Zealand. I think also you get a, a wider range, a wider pathway earlier. Like, yeah. there's lots of these universities or colleges in America, universities, whatever around, that are recruiting in. Whilst in New Zealand for the rugby players, at that it's the high school, and then you have to make a super rugby team. And there's yeah, only limited limited space there. If you don't make that super rugby team out of high school, like, it's a very hard yeah, One of 45 players, yeah. or if you just say there's 20, just including subs yeah. in your squad, then, or 25, then, yeah, one of... 125 players. Okay. Yeah. Well, the 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 squad, the training squads themselves are a bit bigger, but still, yeah, it's still not a, still going to be maybe 200 players max that are in those wider training areas. Like rugby league alone already like drains talent. Yeah. At a young age, because rugby league with both youth teams, because every club has one, academy teams and yeah, yeah. their normal first teams, obviously, and then obviously there's also rugby league clubs in New Zealand. Yeah who are happy to let you play when you're in high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's not really a... The thing is that... And it's been... I think they're starting to get it off the ground, but there's never really been a first 13 high school rugby league um, yeah. competition. So oh, there has been, but well, it's, uh, it's always it's been like... Uh, it's always been like sabotage because the school principals and stuff suddenly just go, oh, rugby league's banned in the school. Like, yeah, what yeah. happened to us in Massey? Yeah. I don't know what the case was in Rose Hill. Um, I don't think we had a league team at all. I can't remember having a league like team. Like, we, every year, students would petition and it would have more than 200 plus signatures, including parental support to be like, can we form a league team? And the principal would just be like, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember anything like that. It was always just the... Like, I don't know, I I know you're also in a place that where league is one of the heartland sports. Like, you know, the, just about where you are, the, the local league club is almost as bigger than the local rugby club. 
you know, yeah. and same with us here, like where I am in Massey, especially. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Canada Roosters or Glenora Bears, who are, you know, the top tier league. I'm talking about your local rugby league club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like play White Tech, uh, uh, or, you know, they are the uh, they're bigger than a lot of clubs like Massey, Massey Rugby Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Massey Rugby Club's not a small club. Like, we've had huh. John Olomu on our roster. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it is a bit crazy that way, how the little pockets of league yeah. pop up like that. Um, but, yeah, I guess, in, well, it's crazy when it's outside of Auckland to me. Like, in Auckland, and I guess that's because I'm born and bred in Auckland, it's like having league teams that are as big as a local rugby union team doesn't seem that surprising sometimes, depending on where no, you are. South and West Auckland, you're yeah. not surprised. When you go to, like, oh, like, because, you know, you know in the North Shore and a lot of central places, yeah, they play league, but they're, you know, they're, work, they're playing really. hard to try and compete against, like, no, no. against the local rugby clubs, like your Point Chef Pirates. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got money. Otherwise, you know, they'd be competing hard against the, you know, clubs from Ponsonby and Greylin. Yeah rugby clubs in that region and like Mount Albert for that reason but yeah, your clubs like Odahu Leopards you're like yeah they're they get heaps of talent come into there uh, oh, you yeah. know and Otara Scorpions and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I just keep naming names like they yeah, you know who they are yeah yeah but the you know but it's like that in like pockets you know <laughs> outside yeah, yeah. of the city like as you know even in Waiuku has a league club you know yeah yeah it doesn't have a rugby club <laughs> yeah pretty much even though Karen Reed came from Waiuku but he moved to Rosal to be so he could play rugby pretty much yeah Waiuku College I don't think I don't know how their rugby team goes but they've got a decent um, league team so yeah and I think, like, this is the thing, like, Waiuku might be one of the few Auckland schools that has a league team. Oh, like, there's, a, yeah, there's a few of them popping up and around, but, yeah. there's a, I think they're one of the few that have had it as consistently as they can, given that they sometimes don't have competition to play against, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ironically, the, well, a lot of the teams that win are from outside Auckland for this reason. Yeah. Though ironically, and pseudo, also ironically, the champions of Auckland, and this will not surprise you when I reveal it, uh, of the country, uh, uh, sorry, of Auckland Rugby League are Calston Boys High. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not surprised. But yeah. Like, after probably their seventh year, year seventh, uh, 15, there's still leftover players who are like, uh, we want to play league. Yeah. And they played against St. Paul's College. So there you go. Yeah. Once again, also not surprised. <laughs> yeah, well, how it goes sometimes. The the other side of it, rugby league, rugby is struggling uh, getting participation numbers, even with like actively like, you know, rigging the deck against the direct competition, which is rugby league. Yeah, yeah. And it has to compete hard against basketball now. Yeah. I don't know how they, they're not going to manage to stack the deck as well as they can against league. And they, like, rugby union at school level really stacks the deck against rugby league. Yeah. Like, yes. massively, massively so. 
It's crazy. And basketball here. players can also just play at their local club while yeah. playing in high school level. That exactly. is one big advantage. So, but I don't see how, yeah, that's going to be a big drain, I think. Basketball as it's taking off, like more and more players who may have looked previously looked at rugby union as a as a pathway will now be like this basketball thing. This is much more fun. Yeah. Um. The other thing that doesn't help them is I think the fact that world rugby. I'm not saying Auckland New Zealand rugby did this, um, but world rugby pretty much goes concussions. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Like cricket is taking huge safety measures. Football is thinking about getting rid of headers because of concussion issues with strikers and defenders yeah, that crazy. they're seeing now. Um, and I think it's fair enough to at least look at it. Oh, no, it's definitely fair enough to look at it. And there seems to be some good... Whether they, And I think they will end up having to do something about it if that means soccer players... I'm saying soccer only to differentiate them between the other football codes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are gonna have to wear headwear to keep from getting concussions or so, and like no heading until you're 18 or something like that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and that might just end up having to be the case. Yeah. But you know, like rugby league is doing stuff to yeah. prevent concussions and minimize it as much as possible, and acknowledging the problems. And I think rugby has pretty much gone it's not that big a deal also the benefits outweigh the risks of playing rugby i'm like okay other than people who become professional rugby players what benefits yeah yeah outweigh can outweigh the risk of like brain damage i I fail to see like there are benefits to having a weekend sport and playing and getting fit don't get me wrong But like, you know, how does that outweigh brain damage? I I don't see that. And secondly, like how does it outweigh brain damage when there are other sports you can play that don't give you brain damage? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was actually my childhood. We played in Bukkari soccer football became the predominant um, yes. code because there was major injuries happening in rugby at little kid level. Like there would I think there was a year old that broke their neck or something like in the years before in the mid 80s and so all the parents were like yeah now nah, our kids are not playing rugby dear god let's go play soccer like it's much safer we there's places like that like i think part of the reason why Massey rugby club aren't as big outside of Massey Massey and the rest of the thing and soccer is still is is big in northwest auckland with waitakere fc and like yeah, you yeah. know we've got I've got local rival clubs because Waitakere FC's local rivals are Kumu. Yeah. And like, and we're supposed to combine together for Waitakere United. Yeah. Yeah. That's another rant for another day. Yeah. But the whole thing is like, it's a soccer region. Like, you know, this is one of the the rare soccer regions in Auckland. Like Mount Albert is just because of like, um, what's his name? Kevin Fallon? Yeah, yeah just making that team and there is obviously central uh, Auckland has a large uh, South Asian community and like you mm-hmm. know Fijian Indian community and Fijian community that play soccer yeah yeah so that happens but yeah there's some weird things in New Zealand where certain towns are also soccer towns like Napier yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and things like this so it's uh, and there are like suburbs of Wellington that are purely soccer suburbs like yeah, yeah, Miramar yeah. and oh, yeah, yeah. stuff. So 
yeah, it's a, it's a more complex thing than saying, you know, there's only one. It's not like India where everybody plays cricket. Yeah. And that is the sport you want to play if you're a serious sports person. You've got sporting talent. You're going to try and become a cricket player. There's literally no no other sport that'll make you rich unless you happen to be good at tennis or golf. Yeah. And you're from a middle class family and you can afford to do that sport. You know, yeah. pay the equipment and play that sport. Yeah, the, you're going to play cricket. Yeah. Like, pretty much. And it's approachable. Like, you'll play football and stuff, don't get me wrong. And you can't make it as a cricketer. You'll try maybe play football and things like that because it's still decent. Yeah. Money, because it's the there are place there are pockets of football loyalty in 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 India because it's a large country. But yeah, rugby is not the sport. Like even though rugby might be the first sport you try to get good at in New Zealand, it's more complicated than that. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. Th- I think a guy from a traditional leaguey town that was a leaguey would just never consider playing rugby in New Zealand. Like that. Crossing the other side is like even more taboo in the regions than it is in like Auckland. Yeah, in Auckland, it's I don't think it's really. A it's just done. Like everybody does it. Like yeah. you know, you just play what it play is. rugby for school, play league for your club the next day. You know, it just happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you're right. Yeah, you get into the regions and you're either one or the other. Like yeah. there is no crossing that divide. Yeah, yeah. From our conversation that from ownership models. What do you would you rather the Warriors become a fan owned socio type club, like a lot of the Australian rugby cl- league clubs? Um, I may be biased in this answer, but yes. <laughs> so Fair the current, enough. The current ownership model fills me with joy for completely the wrong reasons. Yes, I could. I suspected it might. Yeah, it it, it just makes it a um. A much more interesting um, fan, being uh, being a fan and just following along at the moment. But um, no, definitely, I think I would prefer it as a a fan owned. Um, given club, really. you're a bit more up to the mark with rugby league, especially with the Warriors, I always thought Nate, Ivan Cleary left to join Penrith because that was his dream job. Like he's a Penrith boy, and yeah, yeah. he left after going to the grand final. It wasn't. The Warriors didn't kick him out, right? Like, no. they weren't like, yeah, we want a Kiwi coach and a Kiwi t- core Kiwi team and blah, blah, blah. You don't fit that thing. No, no. Was, hey, hey, look, who are you to call Ivan Cleary not a Kiwi? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's been here long enough. He's, He's a Warriors him. legend. Once you've played that many games for the Warriors, you're a Kiwi. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. No, no, I, that was always my understanding as well, that Clary went to Penrith because that was his, his home club, that's his dream goal. He's like, look, they came asking, it's, it's Pen- the Penrith Panthers, I'm not going to say no. And the Warriors are like, yeah, yeah, it's the Penrith Panthers, you're not going to say no. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't compete with the Penrith Panthers for you because we know what that means to you. You know, if you want to stay, we're not going to say no. We'll, the contract's here but we understand yes. why you're not signing it. And I think they took the opportunity because Cleary was leaving and it wasn't yes. really a lot to do. It be like, okay, let us, you know, we're the New Zealand Warriors. Let's make us a New Zealand-based thing. Let's have a New Zealand management team. Let's be yeah. more New Zealand-based. I, I mean, it's a bit unfortunate because if Cleary had stayed, I think we could have made another grand oh. final. And we probably would have had Nathan Cleary now in our yeah. team. <laughs> and he loves the Warriors. He wants... 
I wouldn't have thought of that actually, but yeah, we would have had him the whole time. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Because uh, yeah, he actually played juniors for the Warriors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dad, yeah it's his dad's yeah. team. Because right? yeah, yeah. he, he was here anyway, so yeah. Yeah, that would have been so good. Yeah. He would have probably played for the Kiwis too. Probably. Uh, that might have been a bit of a stretch, but still probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably not that one, but yeah. <laughs> but the Warriors, for sure. For sure. I've long accepted the Warriors may never win a championship. As long as I live. Like, never yeah. say never, but as long as I live, I don't know if I'll ever see the Warriors win a uh, grand final. But I've been to two grand finals. I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, like, I'll take that. I feel like sometime in the next 50 years that, or 40 years that they'll, they'll be at. Uh, they'll this be... is obviously barring something like, oh, Wayne Bennett decides he's going to coach the Warriors to prove he is the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> Like, obviously, if something like that happens, you're like, yeah, like, okay. but you had Wayne Bennett, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be funny if that happened, actually. He's like, you know what, I'm going to really prove him the ghost. I'm taking the Warriors to the final and winning. And they'd both be like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. You really I mean, the uh, there's just a few clubs in that list. Like, if Wayne Bennett took them to the finals and won, then you'd just be like, yeah, there's no question you're the GOAT. Like, yeah. like I think West's Warriors... Yeah. Gold Coast? Yeah. I mean, Gold Coast will one day probably be a good team. Like, do you think the Gold Coast Titans will win a grand final before the Warriors? Ooh. Actually, this is, this is definitely biased, but no. I think the Warriors have, have shown that they've got more, more pedigree there. Like, they're able to recruit generally yeah. better players than the Gold Coast Titans. Like, the Titans have good players, but overall I feel like the Warriors recruiting in their, their squads tend to be better. Um, which to me says that just one year the, the fan maximum will come true and it will be the Warriors year and we'll win it. And it's like yeah. it's in a weird way the New Zealand Warriors are the Dallas Cowboys of the <laughs> NRL. It, despite not winning anything, just yeah, yeah. we're like every year this is our year. Yeah. But, oh, but, yeah. Especially if we win our first game we're like, Yeah we told you this is our year. So, yeah. Every year, there there is substance behind that statement. It's not just a a nothing statement. It's it, this is the idea. Just look at who we recruited. Look who we kept. Look at the squad. Like it's on paper or in theory, like we have strong teams and we should do well. And it just doesn't sometimes. Or sometimes it Would does. Would you welcome Sean Johnson back? Always. Oh, I, I'm a Sean. Me personally, yes, I agree. Yeah. Like I'm a Sean Johnson fanboy. I mean, I would welcome him back definitely. I didn't like the fact Would that you, I understood in your all-time Warriors team, does he play halfback or Stacey? No, Stacey plays, I'm sorry. I I, I love Sean. And he'd Stacey be your, plays. like, pivot, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Stacey runs the team in, the, in any all-time yes. team. I agree. Like he's, yeah. he's number one pick. He's right there. He plays where he wants to play. And he, he yeah, just yeah, runs yeah. the whole thing because that guy was a legend. Yeah. So, Ridgie or Cleary? As at fullback, Cleary. Sorry, sorry, Reggie. Yeah, Cleary. The yeah, other New Zealander, Cleary. Like if I'm just going by who's uh by their performances for the Warriors. Yeah, it has to be uh, yeah. Cleary, right? All right. Yeah. I mean, I would consider two of us a Yeah, I think it's still uh, it's still going to be Cleary, obviously. But I could you can move two of us a to the wings, right? Well, yeah, yeah. 
or even centre. Well, he's moving to the wings now to accommodate um the new guy that they've they found, or one of the new two new guys they found. Yeah. So yeah. But he's also always waffling about playing Union, right? Oh no, I think he's actually signed for next year for the Blues. I think. Who knows? The yeah. league, it's a you know rugby league um, story. Who the hell knows what really happens? Sure. Wait till next year and see. Sure. What sure. Who was it? Um, Wellington halfback. Who's apparently switching to league. TJ Perrineau. Yeah, TJ Perrineau. There's rumours saying that he's going to go play for the Roosters next year. Uh, why the Roosters? Yeah. It's like with Johnny Bill coming back to league. Yay! Oh, Roosters. Oh. Well, at least with They're already going to win. Why do you have to go to them? Well, with Saber, at least it made sense to go to Roosters because that's where he started. Yeah, like, that's like, 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 yeah, like a But TJ Perrineau, you're like, why the Roosters? Like, of all the clubs you could choose, the Roosters? Okay, I guess. But... Hey, don't get me wrong. You're allowed to choose whoever you yeah. like. TJ, I'm not. Yeah, like, you go where you go. But, you like... know, we will boo you. Yeah. <laughs> like, of all the clubs you could pick, like, you could at least pick one that's vaguely New Zealandish. I mean, you might not go to the Warriors. That me, that's the first pick for you, because, you know, New Zealand team, New Zealand. But Banley? Even South more Kiwi than the Roosters. Come on. Or West. West, definitely the West. West, Manly, or Parramatta, we can go, all right, all right, yeah. fair. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but, but apparently that's just all PSA, at least according to the... Um, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just hilarious that it can be asked this. Yeah, yeah. I... The, the, well, the Hurricanes management were like, it, it's not happening. We've got we've got our man. It's fine. He's coming back from Japan. He'll come back to us. Other interest, like obviously, this is not going to happen during COVID. Is it's interesting to me that rugby league is always seeming to try and make the sport more Australasian. Yeah, like they're looking for a second New Zealand team. They're looking for a team in Papua New Guinea, or even like a Pacific Islands team that's going to be based in Sydney or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they do do a lot more of trying to expand it through there um, than the other Australian leagues or codes that have New Zealand teams in them. Think, yeah. Well, other than the um, ABL, the basketball league is, they definitely like the breakers. I don't know if yeah. they're actively looking to add more um, New Zealand teams in or anything, a lot like league. Because league's interesting because, yeah, they're trying to say they look to add new, more New Zealand teams, they want to add more. Pacific Island, Papua New Guinea type teams, and despite the fact that their fans are always complaining about the New Zealand Warriors in the first place, like, oh, it's too far, they're no good, never win anything, get rid of them. Anytime there's issues with I mean, funding. I know there will probably, the next, if there is another expansion team, it'll probably be a second Brisbane team or another team in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. But they'll, but they'll think about it. Unlike the A-League, which is just looking for any excuse to get rid of the Wellington Phoenix. Like, straight up. Yeah, I think they're also always trying to get back to Western Australia. Like they've, all, I think they've always viewed getting rid of the Reds as a as a mistake, because now they're kind of reaping the rewards of the Storm, right? Like having the Melbourne Storm in Victoria, because it's yeah, yeah. grown beyond the oh, this is all the New South Wales and Queensland people in Melbourne who 
support this club. Yeah, yeah. Or they come to support their club as away fans. Yeah. So, but now they've got the generation of homegrown fans, and it's it's just like yeah, if you you don't have to not support your rugby your ARL team, you can just you know support both. Yeah, exactly. You can have two teams. And Melbourne, Melbourne does well with the A League as well, the two football teams there, plus their league team plus. Yeah. They've got two big bash teams as well. As oh yes, they do too. Yeah. yeah, Melbourne does well supporting it. And obviously the eight well, AFL teams. Yeah, I was going to say, and the other many millions AFL teams they have. <laughs> but it is Melbourne and Victoria. You know, you expect them to have all the AFL teams, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't think rugby or rugby league are going to put a second team in Victoria. No, no. Either it's weird because NRL, I think, is always looking for expansion and and like specifically expansion a bit outside Australia. Um, a, uh, and rugby union is always looking for expansion in South Africa, but I think they're happy with the four or five in New Zealand and Australia. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think New Zealand needs an expansion side in Super Rugby. We couldn't really fit one in, I don't think. Like, where would they be based? It's the Central North Island somewhere, but Napier. It'd have to be another Auckland team, right? Like, it would have to be basically counties and Bay of Plenty. Yeah, you could possibly base it there. And then Chiefs just... just Chiefs just take Taranaki and... um, the, yeah. uh, and obviously teams like King Country and Gisborne and and Hawks Bay and Hawks Bay. Yeah. Oh no, Wellington would get Hawks Bay. I suppose, yeah. Or you could have Wellington take the northern half of the South Island, but that's not really giving them much. No. Like if you're taking uh, Manawatu, if you've got Manawatu and uh, Hawks Bay and Wellington, that's a decent feeder system for well for the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a it's just a thing. Like it's impossible to think if if the Blues were the actually you could have you could have a third South Island team. Possibly, yeah, I guess. Like Basically. two in Canterbury. Yeah, literally, okay. like how you have. Two in Auckland with the Blues and Chiefs. Chiefs aren't really Auckland, but yeah. Counties, but I guess. Counties. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you could yeah, split North Canterbury with the, and the Tasman area officer as one. Yeah. And then they have the rest of Canterbury and, and Westland as the, as the Crusaders. Yeah. It would basically be a regional Yeah. Team. yeah. But I think it would be interesting if you're not not for Super Rugby to look at expanding Heartland Rugby, like having a Heartland team in, in Auckland, mm. like a regional team somewhere between, like south of Papa Papakura and north of uh, north of have a Franklin Hamilton, have like a Franklin yeah, like team a maybe. Franklin team and a Wellisford team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think those regions are kind of underrepresented. In... Yeah, well, if you're being Heartland Rugby, then you're Thames Valley, then if you're instead of Franklin. Like, True, Thames yeah. Valley. I guess Thames Valley exists for the south side, but the north side probably would need something between uh, Walkworth and yeah. Whangarei. Yeah. Technically, Thames Valley is a 
traditional rival county. So if you're supporting um, Hartland Rugby, it's, it's from the Franklin area. It's a bit of a hard, hard sell to go support Pears Valley, but. But you, I think you could justify a Franklin team. Oh, you could definitely. Like it would go all the way from maybe from Pukekohe, of like I said, from south of Papakura all yeah. the way down to it would be the uh, basically Huntley, maybe. That's basically the Franklin district. I mean, yeah. maybe not quite as far as Huntley, but for Franklin, but right down to to Port Waikato and the Waikato River, and from yeah, yeah halfway from Jury. That's all Franklin. That's why I say Franklin. I mean, you're taking a reasonable amount away from Waikato, but not really. Well, that's why it's Franklin, right? Because then it's... Because Franklin's divided between Auckland and... Yeah. And the Waikato. It's like split half-half. The northern half where yeah. Pukekohe is. And, yeah, you and, could probably yeah. play your games in Pukekohe or, like, even maybe somewhere Pocono. Yeah, well, yeah. Depends. Or so. Maybe like Pocono, you, Mercer. To be more make, central, yeah. To be more of the the heartland rugby feel as well. Yeah, like, yeah, Pukekohe yeah. Because Pukekohe can... is a proper suburb of Auckland now. It's not like a small town just outside of Auckland anymore. And counties, the counties NPC plays plays out Pukekohe, right? It plays out Steelers yeah. Stadium. So it's yes. Yeah. It's not. That's the problem. If you had the heartland rugby team playing out there as well, they're playing out of a proper stadium as opposed to the heartland feel yeah. of a a field. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Um, so, is there a reason why counties play in Pukekohe as opposed to like in Manukau or? Because counties is really Pukekohe. Like the fact that it's counties Manukau is just a a redivision of Auckland to carve off some of the um, southern bit. So it's just because counties was counties and it's now counties Manukau. So Pukekohe is the center of counties. That's okay. interesting because I think a South Auckland base. Because okay, yeah. obviously East Southeast uh, Auckland it has the Warriors. That part, yeah. like uh, Mount Wellington, all the way to Mount Wellington, Glen Innes, and you know all that area around Mount Smart is going to be and Odahu is going to be League Country. I think the actual answer I should add was the question is why not Papakura? Because Papakura is more the the high thing, and that goes back to your League versus Union. Divisions because Papakura is definitely a league area. Yeah, like it's, yes, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Other than Rose, then I guess you'd be Takanini then, and that would give you a heart. Like Takanini feels like a place which could have a Heartland team. Still, yeah, 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 yeah. even bit. though it's right inside the, you know, like it's fully urbanized now. But yeah. yeah, like Takanini and even Helensville feels like it could have a Heartland team. Yeah, yeah, Helensville definitely. Like at least you have to go through fields to get there. Like Takanini. There is none. It's, it's all city now. Yeah, and that's why I think like north side, like it would be basically Helensville, uh, Wellesford, Walkworth, and then you could have a team around there, like yeah, Snell's yeah. Beach. Yeah, definitely. Because I think Silverdale, Whangapura is definitely harbour country. Like that's yeah, yeah. very well served because the stadium's in Albany. It's right in the middle of their area. Yeah. But, like, I don't think Helensville people think of themselves as harbor country. Even, like, I've been playing, I played through Massey through my whole system, through my whole rugby career, and I've never really been a harbor fan, you know? I've always been an Auckland fan. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think out this way as being harbor either. But, But like, even in a weird sort of way, because if you had it, had something based in Helensville, it would basically be Helensville, Hobsonville, uh, Parakai. Yeah. 
that's a de- that could be a decent heartland side. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying these guys would be a, should be playing in the top tier. I think you could expand to a another division in like a third heartland division. Maybe, maybe. And play with clubs over there and like I think that's the sort of thing rugby needs to do look to consider to growing the game well growing the grassroots pattern right so, growing yeah. the growth if they want to grow the grassroots part in the super city yeah it's like you have to go from the outside in you have to go to the areas that are new and they're like yeah, still yeah. small and you can build like a heartland type of grassroots team yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually if they get big, you can be like, oh, maybe we expand the top leagues yeah, to include no. these provinces in, or not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, the fact that you can go up three divisions to, like, the top of the Heartland League might be enough for local fans. You're like, yeah, we don't really want to play in, like, the commercial, you know? Well, that's meant to be the, the thing for the Heartland, right? It's not not for the that's... commercial, it's the, the spirit of the game. Love of the game, they all. And I think that's a good system. Like, don't get wrong. I love the old system with four divisions and the old pyramid. Yeah. But it wasn't viable financially. No, exactly. And and I think the current system helps grow the game in grassroots areas really well with the Heartland system. I just think it's a pity that New Zealand's biggest city doesn't get that Heartland experience, and that's going to make it harder to grow the room, uh, the game in the grassroots level. Yeah. Is there even a Northland-based Heartland team? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything further north. Like that's gone. why it's even weirder, right? Like yeah. you could. There's so many because even in Wellington, there are places that could be Heartland, but at least uh, at least got wire. Wellington, right. they've got wire Rapa and uh, basically other than Northland, there's no other. So like even a far north rugby team, basically north of Russell, all the way to Cape Poyanga. Yeah. playing in the heartland would be a really I think a really good team but once again that might be league country yeah maybe like I can't say for certain but yeah I feel like that's uh, league country the reason why it's not there is because it's potentially league country yeah yeah maybe the Northland but I, I'm maybe sure like Russell could uh, Russell with Paihia along with it and yeah. the uh, Kerry along with it could easily support having like a 3k stadium for rugby yeah, or a yeah. 3k a 3000 capacity yeah home ground for rugby like it would i think it would be really good yeah you would think maybe it also comes down to travel times as well like yeah that's why i was basically carry carry uh Paihia yeah. and uh russell so those are the three towns yeah yeah it's serviced by an airport i guess so yeah 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 exactly like, obviously, you couldn't have it further north from Russell. No, no. I mean, I guess, you know, this Kaitaia, I guess, is going to be more league-based. Kaitaia, yeah. Kaitaia feels like a league town to yeah. me. Or at least a town where league has a strong presence. If not, if it's not an out-and-out league town, as per se. Yeah. Yeah, there's towns like that. And like I said, the, it could, you could potentially have two or three good heartland sides from Auckland where it's still places where it's still quite rural and the and it's still uh, yeah yeah you can grow like I think for example like technically this Franklin district would include Waiuku but yeah that as as we've established that's league country 
But yeah. And Papakura is league country, but you know, that's still south of Papakura to Pukekohe, that's that's rugby country. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If you went south of uh Pukekohe to do your thing, so basically yeah, that I mean, do you make it south of Pukekohe because uh, if you play, like I said, if you based it out of Mercer Hunt, and Huntley sort of thing, that would, and the thing is, Huntley's also a league. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it'd have to be Pocono. I league think. Bastion? Hmm? Pocono would make the most. Yeah, it would have to be Pocono. It's new yeah. and it just, you know, it's it's diff- it's separate to Pukekohe. It's still yeah. further away. But close enough that it's not a. People from Pukekohe could go there to watch the games. Yeah, and people from your neck of the woods, Waipa and yeah, yeah. Clark's Beach, could go there as well and Not too far. and enjoy it. And yeah. like people from north of Mary Mary could do that too. Yeah, yeah. And Mercer. Yeah. But yeah, once you're starting hitting Huntley, that's where it's league country again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you could do that in like the thing is it's tricky in Helensville and Hobsonville because there's already a big league presence. Yeah. So you're and it's weird because I feel like if because New Zealand rugby didn't do a heart, you know, like smaller heartland teams in Auckland. Like it's, you know, rugby leagues won the grassroots battle. Yeah. Like without any competition. Pretty much, yeah. Because we still have our local league clubs, and you know, in these areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could argue that the Auckland League rugby league competition is sort of the heartland. Competition for Auckland. Yeah, you know, it is in in many ways. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so you say they have won it basically without any competition because they have they have it here with the they do the pathway through to the Warriors and the NRL and rest. So. Um, but the other flip side of that is, I think New Zealand rugby very much needed to win back the trust and not not the trust but like you know uh you know the yeah, big yeah. brand new thing and if the rugby world cup had played out well then they would have probably gone to amazon and been yeah, like yeah. we have all the money yes but we didn't they didn't get that opportunity and because it didn't work out well and you know they made some really bad mistakes yeah. uh, like mistakes while trying to do trying stuff so i can forgive that sort of mistake but i think it's very fair for people in the regions to be upset with New Zealand rugby and feel like they're always like put to the side and not yeah, given yeah, yeah. a second thought. And like by regions I don't mean like I mean literally outside the cities. I don't like I don't count Invercargill as a region, for example. I'm meaning no, like yeah, in the re- proper regions. Like Westland and Yeah. And like and like Invercargill and uh the South Deep South have good internet anyway, but yeah. you know places uh, a lot in the country where it's just too remote to get good internet without yeah. satellite. Ten country, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. The places where it's actually there is no major town nearby. Like yeah, you, you say Invercargill is a major town. Like that, exactly. You don't count. But for this bit, like you can get, you have fiber, you have good broadband. Yeah. Like it's yeah, you're literally talking about the places where there is it is out in the wops. And there is no no good connections. So, and they are there is a much wider social economical type debate to be had around that. Um, yes, because of stuff. But they they do have a point. Like, and that is and that's where you get back to the Heartland Rugby. Like, they are the driving force for that, and that's the driving force for grassroots rugby in New Zealand. So, yes. for New Zealand rugby to sort of 
been perceived to have thrown them under the bus and ignored them for the, the bright lights and the yeah. big money. I can see why they'd get very upset about that. I mean, yeah. to me, there was always a bit, I felt like New Zealand Rugby and, and Spark Sport and TVNZ didn't capitalise on pushing more, making sure that the, there was a push for more games on TVNZ. And so that way they could or push that part of it more. So people felt like, oh, we have to have to have Spark Sport to see the Rugby World Cup. And it was like, well, no, there are some things over here. Like, And maybe... you can watch them all on Maori TV if you don't yeah. mind Terreo commentary, excuse me. Yeah, there was other ways of watching it. It just felt like that wasn't promoted as well to, yes. to alleviate some of that hard feelings of, but, you know, with Sky, I got everything. And I think it's important to note there are 700,000 households in New Zealand that had Sky. Yeah. And the, or plus, so that is a significant portion of New Zealand households. Like, yeah. us millennials and maybe Zoomers as well, and some Gen Xers think Sky is prohibitively expensive, and we don't even consider it. Technically, we're uh, Gen X, by the way, just FYI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I That's why I'm saying I've included the X. You just said us millennials. Us millennials. But uh, then I realized that we are technically Gen X, so we should include yeah. them in it as well. Yeah, yeah. But you're absolutely right. But the, there's a generation of us who like entered yeah. the workforce in and around the time of the Great Recession. And even before then, like we went through a recession in the 90s when we were like teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So we're, in, especially in New Zealand, we things are expensive, like in terms of wages yeah. of what you're earning. Um, so you don't want to spend money on something that you don't feel like you're going to get the full usage out of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so for people like you and me who probably only wanted to get Sky Sports for Premiership, yeah, it didn't make a big deal. So we'd never even considered it. So the fact that they swapped to... New Zealand rugby swapped to Spark Sports meant we considered getting a rugby union pass, you know, yeah. getting a World Cup pass. That were, It was an opportunity for them to regain a lot of that urban viewers who have stopped viewing their sport and started viewing, like, other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, in doing, But, you know, they had to figure out, and they didn't realize how much they would have, they would, were going to end up alienating their regional uh you know supporters yeah yeah think, of the way it was executed yeah i think a little bit they misunderstood how much those regional supporters wanted to see the non-all black games like the other yes games. yes you could only see those on spark um and i think there's also misunderstanding like us you know saying our gen x's millennials who that's the way we want to support it it's online and stuff and urban stuff like how much we didn't want to watch the other rugby <laughs> like yes we'll watch the all blacks cool yeah it's the all blacks we'll watch that but uh, there's a few other games that that will be interesting and in like i in the end i didn't watch i didn't pay for the rugby world cup on spark for all the games yeah. i did weigh it up like well, there's something like uh, but i mean neither but it was a close call yeah like i'm gonna get the all blacks games i care about free so that's okay like but i and I can because I I did pay for Spark Sport, so it meant that the games that were being displayed on TVNZ were on Spark Sport on demand as part of Spark Sport anyway, as opposed to yep. the Rugby World Cup coverage. So that meant I could I could catch up if I missed it anyway. So I was like, you know, I'm okay. So I think that was yeah. that 
balance they misunderstood. Like, yes. there's more people in the regions that would want to watch the other games than there really was in the urban areas or the, the missing market that they were trying to capture. Also, I think maybe the price point was a bit too high. Yeah, yeah. It really needed to be, it's so cheap that it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, I think even a $40 pass versus an $80 pass, sure, you're not making that much money, but you're growing, regrowing the game. If that was your yeah. primary uh, goal... Yeah, but the primary goal was money. I mean, really, come on. Yes. I mean, obviously, yes, but <laughs> if the... The, if there was a thing of like we'll cut, we'll we won't gain as much money in return for future growth, yeah. like investing a bit for the future as opposed to cashing out the dividends now. That's uh, they could have made it cheaper, yeah. and and I think also people in the regions would have been less angry if it was cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it was reasonably expensive. It was expensive for us living in Auckland. It must have been really expensive for people living in, you know, in the smaller, smaller towns out in the regions. And they're not getting, like, and they feel especially ripped off because they're not even really getting to uh, watch it properly. No, their stream would have been, it was quite disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. All the reports were. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. To be fair to New Zealand rugby, apart from that, they recovered very well from COVID. I think people can agree Super Rugby Altero has been a very big success. Yeah. Um, both also, both tournaments. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that NRL, like the Warriors are doing terrible in the NRL. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, not usually the... Yeah, that's usually the case anyway. But like, there's no league teams for them to watch in Ericsson Stadium, yeah, for example. I think that's, or the big, that's the big bit, is that yeah. the Warriors are having to base themselves in Australia. Um, yes. And so therefore, in New Zealand, there is nothing else. Like you, yeah. Even the diehard leagues have to be like, well, I guess we'll support some union for a bit because that's what's on. Yeah. But I know at the beginning we were saying that we weren't getting too much in the results, but still, go the Chiefs. Going to beat the Crusaders this weekend. Honest. <laughs> Honest. It's going to happen. If you watch. Wooden Spooners last year, champions this year. Yeah, you know the Chiefs are the ultimate bandwagon hipster team in New Zealand rugby because my brother supports them. Yeah, but I've Suddenly supported out them. of nowhere. Like, oh. Rizan's like, I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, but I've supported them since the 90s, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm a true hipster. I liked them before they were cool. Uh, anyway. Fair enough. But we all know the actual hipster favorite is always hi- the Highlanders. Yeah, yeah. That's the Scarfies one. Yeah, we're not the ones having to make this decision, first of all. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy for us to say in retrospect they could have done this and could have done that. And like, you know, they can't deal with the hand that could have been dealt. They have to play the hand they're dealt with now. Yeah, pretty much. And you say they they are sure to have more of the information than us. Yes. We're absolutely. just going off the bits that we've been told. And We're going off anecdotal evidence and statistics we've cherry picked to make our arguments look better. Yeah. And it's all that's been passed to the New Zealand Herald or stuff. So 
yes. you can color them that way as well, depending on how they want to color it. So. Yes, exactly. I am very. I accept that Spark Sport are taking a loss to get market share. Um, yeah. But I, given what I use of them, like Premier League, NFL, NBA games that I watch, yeah, every week from them, I am happy to pay the uh, uh, maybe even double what I'm paying now up to it because I, you know. I want, but if Spark Sports kind of went up to me and went, oh, okay, we're doing a new thing. We're going, you can watch each of our different products, leagues, for $5 a month, or you can take the whole package for, uh, you know, for like $40 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would probably just go, yeah, Premier League, maybe NFL when it's on. I don't need it need because it, it's only and on for cr- like. Cricket over, for like, you're cricket over the summer? Yeah. Demon? Because I don't need to have 12 months of New Zealand cricket when there's no games. Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. After the summer. And then maybe yeah. F1 over the F1 or, you know, NBA. Or exactly. NFL, uh, however, and you could customize it. Like, I would be happy to pay $5, even $10 per league for the more expensive ones. Yeah, Premier League costs $10 a league. Fine. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, a month. That's... Uh, but probably $10, $20 a month is what they used to <laughs> pay for the Premier League. yeah. But even twenty dollars a month is very reasonable. People oh, in the Europe would be like thrilled to pay only twenty dollars a month for like a national, you know, yeah. top four league. Oh, definitely. Like Spark Sports offering is very reasonable. And you've got EPL, mm. you've got the American sports, you've got Formula One, you've got WRC. Like, not to be too yeah. rah rah for Spark Sports, but but hey, Spark Sports, one of you know sponsor. Um, <laughs> But you know, yeah, yeah. Visual, compare yeah. that to Sky Sports, which is is double that. It's forty odd something, fifty dollars a month if you want. Yeah. And you don't get the on demand as easily, and it's just what it is. Whilst with Spark Sports, they've done better at segmenting their the different sports, the different leagues. Yeah. You know, on demand, all the rest. It's it's a yeah. much easier to use platform. Uh, yeah. I think yes, but the platform is easier to use. Like occasionally, it the, it does crash while you're streaming on your phone yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Ah. And those infrastructure problems would just always be the case. I feel yeah. in New Zealand, if you're gonna, if you prefer streaming as opposed to satellite, and I do, hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and most of those crashes are hundred percent from the incoming stream, not. I take that back. Maybe not 100%, 99.9%. I can't think of any of them where they said, oh, yeah, that was our internal structure here in New Zealand. All of them were like, yeah, that wasn't enough. That was, it was broken before it got to us. So mm. it's going to be broken. Like, not a yeah. lot of back sport can do if the incoming feed dies. Yeah, yeah. It has its issues and downsides. Like, I can understand why a bulk of people in New Ze- in the regions of New Zealand are unhappy to take Spark Sport up yeah, well, on their offer. Yeah. Um, and I totally understand that. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, that, that's it being online. So, you know, you get into the regions of New Zealand and it's anything that's online-based is, is problematic, so... Yes, for, you know the fallout of that is now New Zealand rugby own a portion of Sky. Yeah. So yeah, that is a um, 
that may have also been a bit of um, defence by Sky against Am- the rumoured Amazon move for Amazon Prime to come in and, and offer quinzillion odd dollars or whatever massive amount of money they were going to do to get the All Blacks rights. If uh, New Zealand rugby had not um, bought into Sky, and Sky should have had a bumpy year last year, but they did, like you know, but because everybody needs to watch content, but I think everybody gave up their Sky Sports Sky subscription, like if the first thing yeah. that had to go, because oh, you know, ten dollars Netflix can't you can't justify eighty dollars on Sky, yeah. and like Sports Sky. started suddenly went off the air, so yeah. no Sky had um, a horrible horrible year last year. Whereas if they weren't in that position, like uh, New Zealand rugby wouldn't have to consider taking money from uh, Silver Lake to yeah. purchase twelve and a half percent of their um, of the commercial rights. Instead, they would just be like, "Hey, Amazon, you wanted to pay us all the money? How about we and you know Sansar go? We make a Sansar pass, a super yeah. league, you know, super rugby pass with yeah. Amazon. Yeah, exactly. and it's on Twitch, and we get new, and we actually connect to the youth with Twitch, like you're doing with NFL yeah. and all these other things that they could trial. Um, because if the whole point of Silver Lake was to grow the market overseas, I'm pretty sure Amazon are better at that. With all due <laughs> respect to Silver Lake, just because you know they're Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you want to grow overseas, Amazon. And get marketed and grow your sport. Yeah, Amazon backing you is better than Silver Lake. With all due respect to Silver Lake uh, as a company. Um, And I think you and I are immediately, like, even though we're not technically rugby people, everybody's an all-black fan in the country. Um, And we're all immediately, like, uh... American ownership of a foreign club never ends well. Yeah, like we've seen this. Overseas this American ownerships of sports entities just never end well. No, no. Um, so that's always the bias. And without going too into it, I am inclined to also agree with the players who say that it's basically uh, works out to them. I, I, New Zealand rugby claim they're not going to be a cash cow, and I'm like, I fail to see how you can be anything but a cash cow, <laughs> based on what you're saying about the contract. So I don't even have to take the player's word for it. I looked at it and went, I think they're using you as a cash cow, and the players are like, they're using you as a cash cow. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought too, yeah, yeah. you know. So, and they're saying I like. And to be fair to Silver Lake, yeah, that's why you're investing in stuff. You want to make money. This is not, uh, and the and the other part is the players' counter proposal to float five percent of that commercial revenue, commercial rights, and sell it to the New Zealand public. Mm. The fact that New Zealand rugby went nah, not at all. Yeah. To that is like to me a worrying sign because it's like, do you not want to be answerable to the New Zealand your New Zealand rugby fans? Probably not. That's and good. you'd rather be answerable to an American corporation than, you know. Because money, money, money. Exactly. And like, so, uh, I don't know anybody who's read the proposal who could th- uh, would think differently to that. Like, actually read what the rugby league, uh, what rug- New Zealand rugby has shown, you know, pro- yeah. uh, shown to the public and go, this is a good idea, long term. Yeah, yeah. Like... 
I I fail to see how it can be profitable long term for New Zealand rugby, and then they're going to be either spending years trying to get rid of Silver Lake, or uh, they you know Silver Lake's going to end up owning New Zealand rugby, like yeah. how the Glaciers ended up owning Manchester United. So yeah, <laughs> it's not, and a lot of the counter for arguments pretty much come down to oh this finance firm says this is the most weighted in one favor agreement we've ever seen towards New Zealand rugby. And I'm like, yeah, but they're a finance company. They're looking at it from that perspective as opposed to like what we as sports fans want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, say it's... Like the fact that they say it's weighted to once, the most weighted to one side deal versus me saying it's a cash card. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they can be right, and I can also be right together. Yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't. One doesn't exclude the an, other. One does not exclude the other. And to be fair, the All Blacks are a big brand sports brand. Oh, yeah. Like you know, they're a big sports brand, and they are one of the few like surefire wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for investment's sake, then it would be a good investment. You know, you're gonna. You're gonna be making money out of it, more than likely. So I can see why investment firms would want to get involved. Yeah, and I can see why, therefore, they would agree to terms that were more beneficial to New Zealand rugby because they're still gonna make money out of it. Right? Yes. Like, I don't care if you get better. You know, you'll. It's still a win-win because we still get the All Blacks brand. We still get to use it. We're still gonna get yeah cash out of it. So why not have it in your favor? Because even Having it slanted in the New Zealand rugby's favour doesn't stop Silver Lake making plenty of money out of it. So, yeah, which should really go to show how much money they're kind of, you know how much of a cash cow it is if they're happy yeah. to let it. You know, they negotiated and it's the most one-sided thing anybody's ever, you know that we've seen. Like, yeah, well, what does that say about the cash cowness of this deal? Like, yeah, obviously, it the, just means the, it's super lucrative. Yeah, that it's worthwhile to take like uh what looks like a very unfavorable deal yeah you're still making enough money out of it to make it worth your while so you know it's like and it doesn't rule out any potential buy-in in the future and like yeah, yeah there's this, there's just plenty of, uh, there's plenty of things i think that are really bad about that deal no. and i think the fact that uh, the all blacks would not be in this pl- position if they hadn't hadn't bought into sky yeah. And basically have a and had the option of going to like a big big broadcaster yeah, for yeah, yeah. their um, uh, monies, which would probably also use Sky as a local partner anyway. So Sky needn't have like overreacted the way they did. Yeah, yeah. In that in that scenario, but that's another neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So in the other things, while we kind, I think the the gist of it here is that we think the ownership model that the or it's not really an ownership model thing is it it's more that they want to restructure of their commercial revenue streams is we can't see a benefit for it like genuinely try to uh, i I can say hand on heart in good faith read up as much as i could on the proposal what i could get from the news and I don't see it as a good... It's basically a loan shark. Yeah, yeah. 
It's slightly better than a loan shark. It might be a bit more like a credit card. It's a, perhaps, yeah, it's a, one of those pre-approved credit card mail-outs that you get and you've, for some reason you've signed up for it. Yes, and the... And sure, like they uh they've given you a lot of room to before you need to start making repayments and like yeah. giving you deals to make some money, blah blah blah. So it is kinda weighted in like a it's a very consumer friendly credit card. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it still has those interest rates that you yeah. need to repay and Six you're months, not no repayments, interest free. And after that no. <laughs> don't, don't talk about that after that. Yeah. Fine for the, I mean, it's not quite that bad, but it's similar, you know, and we, so I am inclined to agree with the players on that. Um, I'm not, I'm sure there is, the players are not just going off the bottom of their heart. They, and we're going to, maybe we can expand a bit in the future podcast about the players' position and yeah. players' positions in sports. Yeah, yeah. I think it's churlish to consider them as employees. Yeah. Because they're producing the product that sells. Like yeah, yeah. they're like the gold mine. Yes. And, and there's definitely a large discussion we had that about. Yeah, and we definitely need. And it's like a, but it's a table discussion because from looking at their proposals, face value, or in good faith, I like the proposal to sell five percent shares to the New Zealand public. Heck, I'm. I don't see why you can't do both. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing saying you can't do that proposal and also, and the fact that they have dismissed it outright makes me feel like New Zealand rugby just don't want to be answerable to the New Zealand public. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I, like, you know, I'm not a rugby fan. And so while I'd be angry with that, uh, I'm surprised people in the heartland aren't taking up this cause. Like a lot of the people seem to be anti-players, uh, just they're in it for the money and pro this deal, which I'm like, it's not a, really a good deal. And the the other deal, while maybe not as good as this one initially, is probably going to earn more money for the rugby union in the long run. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just makes them more answerable to the New Zealand, you know, rugby supporting public. Which yeah, you say seems. Better, yeah. From a fan point of view, but hey, yeah. I at the end of the day, uh, that's our position, and you know our biases. Yeah. yeah. So let's be very clear on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're yeah. not trying to hide our biases when no. it comes to like American investment into sports teams. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fairly clear. But we would definitely. I think this is definitely a discussion we'd love to have with people. Um, mm-hmm. yes, you, honestly, if you disagree with the our interpretation of how the deal's playing out, tell me why you think we're wrong. Um, we're more than willing to listen. Um, yeah. And yeah. But on that note, I think we have, that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much for listening. And we look forward to having you next time. Catch you next time.